RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena arrives back in the city from her jaunt to the surface and heads to Zadal's apartment to both debrief and de-stress. She decides to share slightly more about her situation with Prism, throwing some caution to the wind as far as what the alloy might find out from him, but is successfully able to coax him into showing her his dreams. The first dream is point of view from a murder victim, and so is the second. But the third is from the point of view of a murderer pushing a dream Athena with green eyes directly into the incinerator pit. And then they fall to their knees and collapse into the pit after her. The scene opens on The Shard, the great stadium in the northeastern quadrant of the city that is home to Aspirants and Shazad. The stadium's lights are dim at this time of the day. There are no live performances underway, but it doesn't stop the Aspirants from practicing. We get a panoramic shot of the stadium itself, open-topped with large portions of crystal jutting up into the open-air expanse, slight mists hanging above generally controlled by the special effects artists that are not on call at the moment. The stadium's mostly empty, except for diehard fans who come to watch their favorite contenders train and practice. The arena floor itself is quite wide at the moment, allowing much open space for many individuals to have their own section open to practice whatever disciplines they require. We find Athena actively engaged in combat with several opponents, and some allies as well. The area that Athena's running through currently is full of these thin, spindly pillars until she meets up with a very large blue man. She cracks him on the bicep a couple times with her metal arm and says, Chuck me! The hulking metal and wire form of Nemo doesn't miss a beat, wrapping several of his coil-like fingers around your midsection, planting his enormous feet into the dirt, grinding it in, spinning in a discus to hurl you bodily up into the air. Like a javelin. With a great cry of, FLY! As you feel the cool wind rushing past your face, some of the moisture from the mist clings to you, gives you a slight chill. The smell here is mixtures of the moisture of the mist, the earth of the arena, and beneath it all, the undertones of delicious fried food. Ugh. The concessions are likely not active right now. Damn. Why else work out if you can't eat afterwards? (laughs) As you soar above the spindly pillars flying through the air, we see the nimble and darting form, a brown and white blur that is leaping from the top of pillar to pillar before launching themselves up to try to catch you midair in a flying arc. We see the fluttering head tendrils of Tuka as she appears from a puff of mist, a joyous snarl on her face, claws outstretched as she tries to catch you in a bear hug. Not this time! She probably gets her. Let's roll for it. Let's do contested fighting for this. Just to okay. <laughs> Athena's D6 fighting. Oh no. Fighting time. I got a five. True to her name, Tuka got a two. Oh my gosh. It's not his point. 
You beat her, not with a raise. How do you deflect her attempt to grab you? I know mechanically grappling is done with either athletics or strength, but that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing today. She just uses her forward momentum to juke her like she thinks she's going to keep going straight, but she does a little somersault that would make her trajectory much more ground-based, but then she lands on a metal platform that comes out of her arm. Ooh. Because she can fly now. Oh, boy. Tuka sails by you and goes, oh, no fair. She, she fades into the fades distance. Into the distance, followed by a dull thud into rock. Athena's not too worried about that in the shard. She knows Tuka's so resilient. As you are coming down from your flying arc, you stopped in midair, is what you said? Yeah, she's okay. just floating on a metal platform over the rock columns, looking down into the mist, trying to find her true enemy. It's not difficult to do. She's not stealthy nor quiet. Because you're standing up a little higher, it is somewhat more difficult to see through the mist but not so difficult that you can't see the great blurring blue form sweeping through below you, bouncing around like a pinball off of these rocky pillars and creating a sweeping current in her wake that makes it very easy to track where she's been, if not where she's going. Hmm. The indistinct form comes to a halt and you hear a very large smashing noise on the crack of rock from below and then another heaving grunt of... You see the top portion of one of the pillars come sailing up through the mist, which creates a perfect hole through which you can see her grinning reptilian face and the sparkling triceratops crest on top of her head, coursing with energy as she watches the massive projectile that she's thrown at you. So I'd like you to roll agility to see if you can get out of the way here. (laughs) Does my parkour edge give me any bonuses to this? I'm going to say yes, because I was also thinking that when you were describing evading Tuka, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say you like parkoured off of her like midair. <laughs> so. like, like Mario dunking a Yoshi into the castle. <laughs> no! <laughs> Giving her the middle finger as he fought. And Jilly. you can add your, your bonus here. I'm going to roll her athletics versus your agility here. Okay. I assume her athletics is very good. Yeah. She's a- I got a four. She got a five. Ooh, I'll stay. Did you you added your, your <laughs> No, I didn't. Yeah. Like a fool, it's a six. Okay, so that's uh that's good enough. Unless you want to use a GM Benny. I think it's cooler if, if mm. this goes through. So you see this javelin of stone being hurled up at you. How do you get out of the way? She just backflips off of her metal platform onto the rock as it's going, just to get a lift off, and then lands delicately on a pillar. You know, heaving breath, because this is a fucking workout. Sure. She's feeling it. She's got a headband on. I think... uh, A headband and a circlet. What a nerd. (laughs) That's great. One doesn't wick very well. It's my circlet cozy. It's cozy. I got it at the farmer's market. (laughs) And as you land, you can see the form of Lizeth Rax, acting Kassar and member of the council, take a few stomping steps towards you. The mist has started to clear and be blown away. And she says... Oh, good. Fancy. You're light on your feet. Nah, you gotta be. You gotta be. Oh, that's not true. You can just be a stone wall that nobody can get through. (laughs) Athena just quickly gestures at herself (laughs) before jumping away. (laughs) She's a little less nervous around Lizeth today, but not by much. Like, she knows they have a a standing date to, you know, hang out, Mm -hmm. but she's still really nervous. Yeah. Probably why she's sweating more. She laughs. (laughs) Ha ha ha. From behind you, Nemo steps through his portion of the mist, also lets out another laugh. Ha! She's very fancy. This is good. Athena's going to take a lap, just jumping from pillar to pillar, looking for Tuka. Roll me a notice. Seven. Damn, Tuka got a three. So you beat her stealth. (laughs) You, You got a raise. So, like, you can very clearly see that Tuka is trying to hide <laughs> behind one of the pillars, but she's using her wall walker to clamp onto it, and she's hoping that you're going to jump near her so that she can come out and grab you. But, like, you spot her very easily. Okay. She doesn't realize that, but you know where she is. So what do you do with that information? Athena keeps running forward, and you can see little dust clouds with each footstep she's taking as a way to track her progress. And then I think she wants to turn her forearm into a fucking buzzsaw and cut the pillar off below where Tuka is. Damn, okay. That's cool. That's just going to happen. Nice. Into a buzzsaw. Yeah, just like it rotates real fast, just like real sharp. Yeah, I just wasn't thinking. That's cool. You can definitely do that with your matter control. 
you sail by and sheer through the light stone pillar, and Tuca just goes, ah, damn, pushes herself off and leaps back away, skittering across the pillars. You can't look over the pillars. I'm going to see you. You know, the fighting's only one part of Shazad. Let's see how your banter game is. <laughs> Pretty weak, apparently. Bad. She's going to roll a taunt against you. Okay. You know, I don't think a string bean like you could stand up against rocks. What do I have to roll for that? This would be her rolling a taunt against you, but if you have, like, a rebuttal or something, you're welcome to. She's too nervous to rebut. Okay. In um, this moment. Maybe a little bit later, she gets a little more brazen. Okay, so this is going to be against your smarts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My D6 oh my smarts. Go ahead. Seven. She rolled a two. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Female coming out looking real good. So it doesn't affect you. All she can say is, but string beans are good for you. <laughs> She's running away. You hear Lizeth snort a little bit. It's not exactly crowd-pleasing banter. There might be vegetarians out there. And she points into the crowd where she knows there's one. <laughs> <laughs> the camera zooms in very quickly on a pair seated in the audience far away from everybody else that appears to be in conversation. But when you shout and point over, they both look up in mild surprise. And we see it's Pavi and Roja in the stands cheering you all on and in their own conversation. They're both dressed in casual wear for the day have their drinks next to them, feet up on the benches in front of them. Are they perchance eating caramel corn? What is the, what is their favorite popcorn for the theater? For the, the popcorn <laughs> at the, the cinema! cinema. <laughs> they have chili garlic popcorn. Mm. What color is the powder? Do you think it's like a red, like a red-brown powder or something? It's pinkish because of the kind of pepper they use. Mm-hmm. We can definitely see that from this far away. Oh yeah, well it zoomed in so dramatically. Roja looks over as you shout and point in her direction. It looks like maybe her her mouth is experiencing a little bit of heat, and she says, What? (laughs) Athena waves and descends into the mist. (laughs) See her wave almost as an afterthought as you disappear once more, and they return to their conversation. We get a few more shots of Lizeth just trying to create obstacles for you to overcome, you know, breaking things to throw at you, bouncing around. She curls into a ball and is able to spin at high speeds, catapult forward to smash through things with her triceratops horn so we see her trying to break the pillars that you're jumping to you know just de-seat you in any way possible to make your life more difficult athena's desperately trying to think of better things to say but she's she's in you know fight or flight mode obviously so she doesn't normally have to talk except to piss people off we hear nemo's voice coming from the ether to say oh I'm, i'm the crowd i'm so bored there's nothing, they're not talking at all. They're just running around. Oh, so bored. Boo. Damn. Athena's shaking. She takes a wound. <laughs> oh, look at that. You just made yourself the heel. Now the crowd hates you. What are you going to do about that, huh? Mm, my turnaround will be shocking, she says as she calls lightning down from the fucking ceiling. Make either a persuade or a performance there. Well, my performance is untrained. So here's the thing. I think Athena was really bad at that aspect, and she probably was the heel more than she wanted to be. So I think I'm going to roll my persuasion. A d6. Mm, It's not good. I want to re-roll it. it? It's threes. It's one Benny. Nine success with a raise and you're calling lightning what does that look like her little lightning grenades that she lobs out but i think as opposed to being on the surface where she did it the last time it's more impressive in caldonix because you can see the end points yeah it's just a column of purple light very cool that fizzles and cracks and it's especially impressive because it can static off all the mist it's just going through she's keeping it away from (laughs) namo it's kind of you Magnitude magnificent lets out a boisterous laugh. <laughs> Pretty corny, but it works. Some people like that. It's good. You're playing off of your strengths. Ties into your theme. I just need a better thesaurus. I'm running out of lightning goose, she says as she's running. Well, you're good at being on your feet. Just keep thinking on them, too, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's going to take a second to catch her breath behind a pillar. Look like a fucking horror movie around it real quick. She's got her athletic wear on. Feeling good. Make another notice for me. Five. Tuka got an eight that time. 
You notice at the very last second as you're looking around a pillar, you don't think to look up. Oh, shit. And she's hanging up there, reaches down, and she's going to try to grab you. Checks out. Because you didn't notice her, she's going to get... The drop. I think you're just going to be vulnerable, because, like, you know she's around, so, mm-hmm. like, you're not completely vulnerable. All right, roll me either an athletics or a strength at minus two. Hmm. I'll roll a strength at minus two. I'll mix it up. Okay. That's a four. She got a six. Oh, wait, minus two is a two. <laughs> oh, so that's a success of the race. So Tuka just drops on you from above, riding you like a Yoda backpack, clamps her arms around your biceps, around your chest, and she hooks her legs around your midsection and just goes, gotcha. You'd have kind of would have me now because I'm on you. She does not get a roll for that because it was terrible. <laughs> I want to see. Here goes her D4 minus two taunt. She got a two. Athena says as Tuka's crushing the air out of her. It's hard to be part of a conduit when you're grounded. And she wants to sink her feet into the ground with her wizard trapping on her shape ability. Okay, roll to activate. At a minus two, am I entangled? Oh, actually, you are fully bound right now. So Ooh, I can't only... do nothing. You I just gotta break out. You can't do anything except for break out. And you cannot teleport out of being bound. Either a contested athletics or a strength at minus two. I'll do strength again. Let's see how that goes. Top bad. She got a four. <laughs> Zero and a oh, no. negative one. <laughs> oh no. Athena's just struggling. She's like, Tuka. I like your I'm I'm gonna give you a Benny because I liked your line. Thank your you. Line Even if she good. couldn't pull it off. I would like to give you a free taunt, you know? Oh, because that's good banter. Thank you. I do have taunt. My D4. She's gonna get a penalty to resist this just because. Four. With her minus two, she gets a three. So Boom. you succeed. So that would normally make her distracted or vulnerable, which could have applied to your role there, which sounds like it wouldn't have worked anyway. It wouldn't but have worked anyway. Still good. Oh, yeah. Struggle, struggle. I got you. you I ain't grounded. You grounded. I got you. Look at this. Try to break out. Go ahead. I'm, I'm trying. I know. <laughs> I never stopped trying. <laughs> Why are you so strong? Practice and train. Well, you spend all your time flying around, not dealing with your problems, then they're going to find you. Grapple you like this. God, I hope not. I'm done for. I know you've been gone a while. Lizeth is just like leisurely making her way over to you guys as you struggle now. <laughs> Insulting. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, you know, the shard is a, it's a push and pull. It reacts to you and the crowd. The terrain's going to change. Things can alter at the drop of a hat. So you got to be prepared for anything. That's good advice. She says with Tuka's tail wrapping around her neck. You give up? Come on. Tap out. Uncle. Nope. <laughs> she says being very stubborn. <laughs> All right. Tuka rolls a seven in her strength damage. Uh, and because you're bound, you are vulnerable. Oh, so damn. Nine crushing damage. It's not great. Against your toughness. Uh, so my toughness, my toughness got better. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? Because she just increased her vigor with all this training she's been doing. So what is it now? It's D6 minus one now, Pickle. <gasps> oh! Holy shit, she made it. Wow. Still slightly below average, but... Average. You know, it's not bad. So what's your toughness now? Five. Okay, so she got a nine, which is a success with a raise, which will deal one wound to you. Damn. You can feel the constricting around your neck. She doesn't have like a prehensile tail, but I I think it's flavorful and cool. You decline to give up, so she starts to tighten the noose a little bit. Come on. Come on, say it. Oh, you you got me, she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. You got me. Yeah, I got you. And she releases <laughs> her tail from your neck and scampers back to stand in front of you, looking very pleased with herself. I told you y'all wasn't a match for me and Auntie. Lizeth gives Tuka a little shove and says, Don't gloat. It's not cool. You did good, she says to Athena. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, I mean, so uh, you looking to rejoin the circuit? I think I think I think it'll be good for me. I gotta do things for me, and this is a this is a good thing to start doing. I'd agree with that. Can always uh, use returning contenders, spice things up. Everybody, you know, you get your name out there. So I think the return of the conduit could be a big deal. I just want to, you know, I just want to give back. I just want to punch the crap out of some guys. <laughs> well, you'll get plenty of chances to do that, but I think people need something to focus on, and this is a good solution. Mm-hmm. Well, you let me know when you're ready and we'll get you fixed up. Sounds good to me. 
Athena looks over to Nemo through the craggy, pillar-filled area they've been fighting through. Maybe Athena sees that he's working out one of his shield arms and looks like he's running some diagnostics or something. She waves to Tuka and Lizeth for a second and says, I gotta go check on my teammate. Yeah, no problem. I got some other stuff to work through, so you guys do your thing. You let me know if you need anything. I'm not, I'm gonna be here the rest of the day. Thanks again. She holds out her big fist for a, a fist bump. Oh my god, she fist bumps. Her fist is so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Pushes you through the dirt. Yeah, yeah, y'all go and enjoy the loser's circle, and uh, you find me if you need anything, okay? Okay. I'm just kidding. You did a good job. Mostly. You you gotta take losses with the wins, because you can't get cocky. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. Very. And she scampers off. Nemo is off to one side on the edge of the mini arena that you guys have created for yourselves here. He's rotating his right arm in very precise motions checking range, different angles, things like that, examining his large shield when you approach him. He looks up and he says, Very good training today. Making good progress. Thank you. You threw me so high. Uh, Should I not have thrown you so high? No, it was great. I just didn't know how high I was going to go. I can throw very well. I know. You're like skinny javelin. Very aerodynamic. I'm glad it's useful for something. If we ever get into tag team or something like that, I'm sure we could work on it a bit more. You know, I can get used to your weight and the angle if you throw okay with being thrown. I love it. It worked pretty well in tunnels, so, you know. Yeah. I only got smashed up by a couple crabs, and that was on me. Eh. And he continues going through a series of poses, almost yoga-like in his intent, as he stretches himself out, moves through a few fighting forms. I think it's just copying what he's doing to make it look less suspicious overall. Sure. But at her own pace, because, you know, you got to go your own pace. Yeah, of course. She looks up at her big companion and says, Do you think we're okay to talk here? It depends. What do you want to talk about? He says, starting to twist and turn in his motions, but you can tell he's probably also doing a once-over to see if anybody's nearby. She just kind of taps by her own eye. You're probably okay here. I mean... The shard is, it has a unique energy signature. It makes electronics, surveillance type things, far less effective. So given that we can't really see anyone, we're probably fine. I am not quite so paranoid as some of my friends. Well, a little paranoia goes a long way, I'm finding out. It does. Sometimes too far. There's that too. If we become so paranoid that we cannot trust one another, then I think we have reached the point where it is a problem. I cannot live that way myself. I don't want it either. I understand. What do you wish to discuss? I think I want to tell Lizeth about him. At least on my end. As you guys are having this conversation, he's mostly impassive. He's not like... Anji or even Zadal, where he has a facial expression that is easy to determine. He just has his mustache quivers. So Nemo is a hulking form. He's over seven feet, maybe even eight feet if he stands up a whole way. Broad chassis for his center mass. Arms and legs are coiled wire and mesh netting that form his limbs, ending in a couple of ropey fingers and toes that curl in on themselves, and he has plating on both of his forearms that can snap out into his large, expansive shields. His head has a triangular metal plate on the forehead crown. His face, as we might call it, is like an LED display with a blue LED wavelength vibrates as he talks and sort of looks (laughs) mustache-adjacent. I love it. Coloring through... All of him is teal on his gray and dark metal. What do you wish to tell her? You can give me the bullet points, if that is easier. I mean, all she knows about these eyes is that red ones have been cropping up and they're dangerous. Yellow ones are doubly so because they've been killing her people for however many years. I just want her to know that they're, they're not all dangerous like that and some of them are just regular people because with what the alloy is doing and they're sending hit squads of people i mean if i'm I'm gonna have to go talk to the alloy they might bring me in i might i i need people on the outside that i can rely on in case i get trapped there or they're trying to kill me 
because I have a whole bunch of people now that I gotta help. And I'm the only one that can do it because I'm the only one that's in the position too. Mm. So I'm very responsible and I need, a, I just need people backing me up because it's going to pop off one way or another and I could be ready or I could not. He listens to you. I understand the position you're in. It is unfavorable in many ways. I believe I have a different perspective. I think it is wise to lean on those that you believe you can trust. In the time that I have known Lizeth, and he continues stretching as he does this, bending over to touch the ground with his enormous hands, she has always been first and foremost concerned with the safety of her people. And Kaldanix as a whole, she takes her responsibility very seriously. I am of the opinion that we cannot make the situation better if we take no action. And we have taken little action for a very long time. I am Ero, and I owe my allegiance, if you want to call it that, to my people. But part of what makes us different from machines is that we are afforded the same rights and responsibilities as the biological sentient races like yourself. And we have a place here. We have a home. This is our home too. It is not about aero or organics. It is about being citizens of Caldonics. This is our home and we need to protect it. So if the alloy is taking measures to protect the aero people that are at odds with the safety of the rest of the city and the organic populace, this in itself is a conflict of interest because we are not being treated equally or we are not treating our fellows equally. I don't know that there is a specific solution that will make everyone happy and that may not be possible. But I am happy to know that there is someone decisive who is willing to take steps to try to bridge the gap between worlds. Where so much information is being withheld by different parties that there is no reasonable way we can know the whole picture or the full scope. So how can we deal with a threat or a problem? I believe that if you speak to her and you are open and honest, she will listen for sure. I don't know exactly what she will do. I can tell you that the Cassians have lost many in the tunnels, but that is their choice. That is their job. They know it is a possibility and that if there is something they could know that would make them safer or things to look out for, it makes sense to try to share that with them. I am hesitant to encourage you to say anything that would further any possible division between the Alloy and the rest of the city, given that they are already reclusive. But I think it is wise to have a safety plan in effect for if you do go to speak with them or confront them in case it does not go well. There is a need for a certain level of safety or subterfuge or caution with the unknown and what I can tell you is that there are still unknowns things that I have not been willing to push back on because I have other responsibilities I am a Cassian as well I'm a watcher it's my job to watch and to report back but I am a Cassian too I want my people to be safe I want everyone to be safe I don't like having to pretend like nothing is going on when clearly there is something happening. I will help you in whatever way I can, if I am able. So you let me know what you need, and I will try. I was just hoping you'd be in the room, so if she punches me through a wall immediately, I'll have a witness. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe she would do such a thing. But she's so good at it. Just because you are good at something does not mean it is your first response. Uh, <laughs> she says, rubbing her neck. Doesn't mean it should be. Well, take that into account. Sometimes even if you are worse at something, it might be the right thing to do. As you guys are stretching and he's you know, going through the forms and you're next to him, mm -hmm. he will occasionally reach out and just sort of poke you into the right position. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Straight back. 
sorry. Just push your chest and heart upwards. You're reaching this guy. This guy. Good. I can't sweat, but if I could, I would be. I'll do it enough for both of us. Yes, I can tell. Oh, sorry. Don't apologize. But yes, of course, I will be there whenever you want to speak with her. You just let me know. I might as well just cram it all in today if she's going to be here. And I'd rather know. Of course. Whenever you are ready, you let me know and uh, we will go and find her and speak. And if it does go sideways and I have to cheese it for a while, talk to some mods about it and I'm sure it'll find its way to me. Ah, yes. I will, uh, I will keep this in mind. Yes. Not every moth, you know, but some some moths. I'm sure we can figure something out. He twists at a strange angle, and when you follow, inform he says, Good, you got that one on your first try. Does he spin around 360 just to flex on her? <laughs> That's good, I like that. <laughs> she does, I don't know what the stance would be called, but like a powering down, sort of like, like a, an exhale. Could you give me a, a lift into the stands, please? Sure, where you want to go? Nah, just up. Yep. Yeah. Just like before, he takes a moment to also center himself, coiling his arm around you, spinning in a discus, and then hurling you bodily up into the air. So fun. <laughs> she loves doing this. <laughs> As a girl who grew up without an amusement park in Caldonics, this is probably the closest she's getting to a roller coaster. This is the express elevator! And she disappears into an Athena-shaped hole <laughs> in the mist. And with a little bit of finagling from her metal platforms, she lands in the stands. She's going to walk over to see Bobby and Roja. As soon as they spot you and you're near enough that it's not awkward for them to be talking to you mm -hmm. at, at a distance, they both do a small round of applause. Thank you. You know, you were looking really good out there today. Feeling good. Yeah, you know, lots of movement. I mean, Tuka got you in the end, so... Not a great finale, but seemed like you were very loose and, um... Mm -hmm. It looks like Magnitude Magnificent has some good feedback for you. She did. No gloating. Mm hmm I don't know her very well, but she doesn't seem like the type that would lord that over you. At least in training. At least in training. In a match, for sure. I don't know if she called me a chump directly, but I could feel it on the air. <laughs> I suppose you just need more practice. Every day is practice, Roja. I would agree with this. You want to help me with some outfits here? Pavi's got a little headband on today. Maybe they were in the workshop earlier. She just forgot to take it off because, you know, all the hair danglies kind of get in the way. Mm -hmm. Roja has a stylish little jacket on. It's like slate gray. Looks nice. Matches her hair. Just some v-necks and jeans. You know, cool kids. Sounds good. Pavi probably looks a little scrubbier. Just mm -hmm. if she was working on the bike. <laughs> Roja is almost reclined a little bit with her vine-like tendrils holding her up in a more relaxed position that you and I would not be capable of. <laughs> right. One of them is coiled under her leg and bent at a weird angle so that she can use it as like a footstool. Man, hadn't even realized the capabilities. <laughs> right, you hadn't think about either. <laughs> so, so much relaxing. Pavi eats a little bit of the spicy popcorn, squints her eyes just a little bit as she enjoys it, and she says, Ah. <sighs> So are you are you done for the day then? Uh, not quite. I'm probably gonna hang out here for the rest of the day, but feeling good. Gonna talk to Lizeth. Oh, like talk, 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 talk. Okay. Do you need anything from us? Uh, mm, thoughts would be good. I don't really know her that well. She's the Kassar, so she's pretty important. Mm -hmm. Um, Roja? Roja is also finishing chewing her popcorn, but she pinches her eyes and thinks about it for a moment. My father deals closer with the Baron rather than the Kassar, so I don't know her very well either, but from what I do know, she's a good leader. She cares about the safety of her people, so she's going to treat this very seriously. It just depends on what you're going to tell her, I think. I would be more inclined to think that she could be an ally because she does not get embroiled in the politicking that some of the others might. That was my thought. I don't think she is any friend to Olericorp or Satonovi. I was in that room and I can tell you she was not. 
clearly she feels comfortable with the arrow in general because Nemo is a close confidant from what I can see. And of course, there are many arrows serving with the Cassians as well. So, I don't know. Maybe this will be good for you. For us, maybe it's better to just tell her everything up front rather than trying to do it piece by piece. That's what I'd want someone to do for me. I'm just, I'm not a cloak and dagger type of person, so it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to know if that's right or not. But I can tell you that I was, and she pauses and stops again to think, and you see a flash of something go over her face, recollection or remembered stress, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that I have a great amount of respect for anyone that willingly puts themselves in harm's way to go into the tunnels and that I admire her for that specifically. So if there's something we can tell them that might help keep more people safe, I think we should. And I, think I think it's kind of our responsibility at this point. I think so too. You're doing the right thing. I trust that you'll tell her what needs to be told. That's the plan. She leans forward and looks past Roja to Pavi for a second and says, would you be able to run some interference for me for, like, a couple minutes with Tuca and Lizeth just to make sure they're not getting too close? I can give you a lift down. I just don't want her to hear yet till it's time. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go keep an eye on them and uh, maybe if they... Yes, I can do that. That's fine. Maybe you could show off your tonfa. Do you have them? Are they in your bag? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pavi is certainly prone to carrying her satchel around with her, to, especially since things started getting a little crazier to make sure that she always has a method of self-defense. She exchanges goodbyes with uh, you and Roja and pushes herself up. All right, so you're going to give me a lift? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just hold on, hold on there for a second. Uh, just She snaps as she cracks into her arm. Pavi just lightning eyes is, is, you know, a turn of phrase, uh-huh. zip-zaps down to the floor. She appears in another puff of energy and then looks back up to you and says, That better not damage anything in here! No. <laughs> 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 she says with a bare squint shake of her head. She adjusts the strap on her bag and then begins to walk across the arena. Look at her scamper. Roja, watching her go with fond eyes. I hope it didn't damage anything in her bag. She would be quite upset. I don't think it should. I mean, it doesn't run on electricity. That's true. Should be fine. I just wanted to see how you were doing. Because, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk about a lot of stuff. And I really appreciate what you're doing for Isaac. And I just want to make sure you were doing okay. Um, I know okay is kind of a state of mind day to day, but... Yes, I I understand. Um, Thank you for asking. She takes a deep breath and her viney tendrils shift and push her up a little bit more so she's in a less loungy posture, clasps her three-fingered hands over her knee and sort of grip worries them. I'm I'm doing okay. Um, I think I have a lot of things to work through still, but it's just going to take time. I'm... I'm safe. I'm as healthy as I can be. I'm trying to stay busy, occupied, you know. That's kind of why I run, 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 run till I drop. It makes sleeping a lot easier, generally. I can imagine, but don't stretch yourself too thin. You're not doing yourself any service with that. I'm not doing myself any service waking up every hour with bad dreams, either. It's a give and take. She has a, a pained expression when you say that, but nods in understanding. Yes, I know. Maybe I need to work out more, if, it, if you say it helps. Yeah, it does. I mean, body tired, brain tuckered, good to go. Self-medication can only do so much, and I don't like putting myself to sleep. It's not really unhealthy, but it just doesn't seem like a good solution. I mean, it could eventually be a crutch that you don't want to rely on. But if it helps for now, you know. Yes. Just do our best to navigate a difficult situation. But I'm trying to get back to things as normal 
sense of normalcy as much as possible. But I don't know. I don't know, Athena. It doesn't feel like things can go back to the way they were. Not after big things like this. Just knowing what we know and what's still going on and happening behind the scenes. It's, it's a lot to think about. Which I know you know, so... <laughs> well, it's a lot to think about, but we're not the only people that know. And maybe we'll have some more soon. That would be nice. I wanted to get your... Your genuine, unfiltered thoughts about something. She purses her lips, but says, Okay, I will do my best, of course. I don't know what to do about Prism. I can't keep people there. They're gonna find out how to get out eventually or they're gonna die trying to do it. And me assisting and keeping them there, that would weigh very heavily on me and I don't think it's the right thing to do in the long term anyway. I just, like, I want to let I want to let them out because they don't deserve to be cooped up like that unless they'd like to be there. But I don't know how to administer, like, psych exams or keeping touch with people. Like, I want to build a network for people that they can fall back to when the world doesn't understand what they are. Because they, it's been, you know, very frequently shown that it's it's not a very acceptable thing right now. Because people don't understand and they're scared. Especially because of Zeev. She nods as she listens. I... Don't know how helpful what I'm going to say will be. It's a very difficult conversation. It's a very difficult topic to approach. Because we're talking about people. Normal people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just people who have been embroiled in something that they don't fully understand. That they didn't ask for. That they've been... They've been victimized. Many of them. Maybe not all. Maybe some chose this, but many of them have been victimized by this, so they can't they can't help what's going on. They didn't want this. But at the same time, some of them may be dangerous. What could they wreak? What sort of havoc, what sort of pain might be unleashed? But is it right to keep them there because of what they might do? It's kind of where I'm at. Is that any different than pre-policing? Arresting someone or detaining them because of something they might do? Like, I'm not opposed to keeping people there for a certain amount of time. It's like a, a training camp kind of thing. Figuring out what you can do before going back into regular spaces so you can, you know you can control it. Because if you can't, that's... That's worrying. Yes. As someone who was victimized by an individual who ran away with this power, I can tell you that it was both terrifying and harrowing to to be at someone's mercy in that way and not be able to push back. Well, I, I suppose I was able to, but so many were not. There are many people in the city now who will not only... There are many people who have good reason to be afraid. That, as you say, might have feelings or reactions that are not fair. A gut instinct is a visceral reaction to something that's hurt you badly in the past. Yes. And our city is known for our practices of detainment and punishment, which I do not fully endorse. I don't either. It comes down to a question of the needs of the many versus the needs of the few. But things are changing. We know that. We can't keep a stopper on this vial forever. It's going to change. Things could blow up and out of proportion beyond our control. I think... I think the best thing to do right now is to do what you're doing. Keep them there. Try to help them understand. or Give them a, a buffer period of time where 
we can see if things get worse or if they gain a greater modicum of control of what they're doing, where we have a better gauge on who they are. Ultimately, it's not only our decision to keep them imprisoned indefinitely. That's not fair either. That's not fair. But if we pass that decision to a greater body, such as the Alloy, we know what their answer is going to be, or we can guess based on what they have already done. I don't like the idea of keeping people in a pen and then passing the responsibility of the fate to a governing body with an agenda. That's why I can't do that. I'm going to have to sneak one of them out. What do you mean? They're just rattling the bars and they're going to start inciting other people there. So I'm going to have to buckle a little bit. I could just say they disappeared in the tunnels. They kept trying to get out anyway. But I need to be able to keep an eye on them. I wonder if I could send Halarishi with them. Rubs her chin a little bit, thinking. Would he be able to? I don't know. I didn't take him up to the surface when I just went. Which went really well, by the way. Thank you for the sedatives. You're welcome. I think, for now, the middle ground solution is do your best to convince them that it is in their best interest to stay where they are and that we're trying to help. We we want everyone to be safe and okay, but if they're pushing back that hard, let them go. Let them... (sighs) You see my troubles. Yeah, she, she puts a an enormous thumb and forefinger on her temples and rubs. She does have, you know, still this new mushroom-like netting over her green and steely gray hair. It's very pretty. Yellow-green tinges running through it. As someone who has experienced what we just talked about, part of me is very scared, Athena, that if someone is already rattling cages and we let them go, what's to stop them from becoming another Eve? We don't know enough. Do we trust them? Do we trust them with the responsibility of moderating themselves? Is freedom with an ultimatum freedom? If I say, hey, you, if, 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 if I let you go, you need to check in or we're going to have to hunt you down and see what's happened. But I'm only one person. Something tells me that the idea of self-regulation or active enforcement by the prison community would not be a good solution either we, we gotta be able to trust each other or this is all gonna fail but they're all people and they got their own deals and bleh. I think that is the solution even if you tried your, your very best there is no way that you can accept personal responsibility for each of them they might grow to something worse but they might not maybe they could help maybe they just don't want to be locked up they just want to be able to live their lives, and they should be able to. God who just wants to go back to the surface. Then but that could be dangerous, because they're all alone. I don't care about their safety. I care about everyone's safety. If they want to... You've given them a safe place to stay. There could be other safe places, but if they if they wish to return and go back, then especially if it's the surface, I say you let them. We need to be concerned with the safety of the city. This is our home. This is our responsibility. Caldonix must come first. I empathize with the surface, and I believe there are many good people there. My father came from there. So, although I've never lived there myself, I try to keep that in mind and respect that. But we can't be responsible for everywhere at once. Steps. We need to take smaller steps to bigger steps. So for now, control what you can keep those safe who want to be safe. But if they want to leave and they want to go back to the surface, I say you let them. Help them. Show them that you're just trying to do what you think is right. You can extend the olive branch of friendship and understanding, but you can't control what they're going to do. And if they become a problem... I'll have to take care of it. Someone will. It isn't all up to you, Athena. You can't put all of these pressures on yourself. You're one person. There are more of us now, and I think it's good that you're going to try to bring more into the fold so that we can work better, try to find solutions. But that's how we find bigger solutions, by looking for the smaller ones first. 
if I need to help develop more sedatives or something like that, if that would be useful, then that's something to think about too. Would you be willing to come and take a look at some people out there? Not like quite at prism, but a checkpoint sort of area. Because some people need help and I'm not a doctor. If you... If you promise not to leave me alone with any of them. I, you will not be alone for a single second. It was very difficult for her to admit that to you, and I think you can see that she is probably ashamed that she even said that in the first place, but doesn't take it back and just nods without looking at you. Are you scared of me too? It's okay if you are. I get it, it's... Purses her lips very hard and doesn't look at you at first, but shakes her head. And then she looks back to you and you can see she's sort of like on the verge of crying and she says, I know you're a good person, Athena. I'm not scared of you. I'm, I'm scared of what we don't know, that if these things are capable of changing who a person is, that I'm scared for you. You have so much on your shoulders, and I see it wearing on you, and I know that I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, no one is, but I know you're doing your best, and I know it's hard for you. But you saved me. You came for me. You and Bavi both. You're being an example. You're showing that not everyone that has this thing in them is bad, and that it's not permanent, or it's not... It's not predecided. That gives me hope that things could be different, that not all of them are that way, because you're not. You know, Joel had eyes. I think that surprises her. He was green. I didn't know at the time. How do you know now? Uh, St. Collery, she told me. Yeah, it was Valerishi. What does that mean? They've been around for a while. Talking to you, she would have reached over and grabbed your hand. Oh, that's nice. I don't know how long he had them. From context, it seemed like a while. But he was such a good man. And I know nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, and you shouldn't put people up on pedestals. But I know empirically that Joel was a good person through his actions. But, you know, maybe that's what got him killed. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't killed. Maybe he walked in there by himself. He's dead either way, though. I hope we can find someone who knows. But I don't know if that's possible. Everything that I know about Joel Shin confirms what you are saying. That he was a good man with a good heart who put the happiness of others before himself, or the safety of others. He was a model citizen, and I know my father was sorry to see him go, and he would be very saddened to know that he is gone. That's a thought that hasn't occurred to her, really. Like, mm -hmm. she knew it, but she didn't really think about it. Right. I met your dad. <laughs> oh? At Festival. Real nice. <laughs> We fed some dombas. <laughs> I love my father. He's a good man. He was a very soothing influence to talk to after a very sideways conversation with Tan, but you know how he gets. <laughs> yes. Wiping at her eyes and nose and passing. She gives her hand a squeeze, and it's probably her metal hand if she's on her right. It doesn't matter to Rosha. Matters to Athena, though, right now, because she's looking at it. I understand why you told Roth to bench me. I'm not mad about it. I think it did genuinely save my life because I would have just charged back in there and <laughs> lost my footing and fell, fell into a canal. She lets out a shaky breath. It's not quite a sob, but nods. I am not... I am not sorry that I did it. But I am sorry that I went over your head. I did not enjoy doing it. 
but I'm glad that it was the right decision. And I'm, I'm glad that you are still here with us. I was angry about it for a little while. And then I realized that it was exactly what I did to you with everything I dropped on you. So it wasn't a retaliation. I know. It's just it helped me. She makes like a chop sort of box motion that she hopes translates what she's trying to convey. Sure. I understand. I just. You are my friend, Athena. I don't want you to hurt yourself or someone else because you don't have perspective in the moment. I do have a tendency to live in the weeds. We all have faults, but I am sorry that it was also an expression of arrogance that I believed myself to know better than you in the moment. Because, as you said, I was very upset that you did similar things as far as this vast conspiracy. But you know better about these things than I do. I am just... I am not a spy. I am... I suppose I am an inquisitor, but not not that kind of inquisitor. You're a scientist. Yes. A learner. She doesn't mean to say it like that, but it's how it comes out. I think one of the things that made me feel more badly about it was that Pavi was avoiding you until Feastable after I got benched. I think she was just angry, but... When, when she realized that you might have been taken, I I don't think I've ever seen her like that. And I've known her my whole life. <laughs> I'm just really glad that you guys have each other because she just loves you so much. And Pavi loves strong. I'd like to play an adventure card. Oh my god, what do you have? Well, I have love interest. Damn. Play on a non-player character. I'd like to be a little more nebulous with this perhaps not its intended use but Athena's pretty good as far as romantic interests go and in past you said I could play it on NPCs I would like to play love interest on Roja and Pavi okay please okay please make that official for you I just want him to be happy <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it it's my gavel it's very tiny gavel 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 <laughs> you say that and there's just a very warm and serene smile that spreads across her face as she looks out across the arena. And you can see Pavi is nearby, like where Tuka and Lizeth are training, just occasionally interacting with them, you know, from afar. Could I have input into what Pavi's doing? Sure. She's just standing there cranking both of her tonfas at once. And Lizeth and Tuka are just there pounding their fists like, go, 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 go. <laughs> That's great. You can take a venue for that. That's great. Yeah. Just being a, a fucking goob. <laughs> yeah, so Roja sees her doing that, smiles harder in spite of herself. I love her too. I just, she's been in pain for so long and I, I didn't know, I didn't know what it meant when you came back. She missed you for so long and when I met her, she was rebounding from Angie and we were friends and we've always been friends, but... It never felt like the right time, or I didn't want to make things worse. You know, when I came back, after we met the first time, I thought you were dating. I didn't bring it up at the time. I just wasn't sure, because you were like, do you have a key? And I was like, what? <sighs> You're not entirely wrong. It's it's never been a, an extremely formal situation. I mean, you did demo a club for her, you know, with your fists and legs and... As you're watching her, the, the happy smile just turns like a little smugger and satisfied. <laughs> and she said, it was fun. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Me? I would never. See, I have an image to maintain. I have composure, Athena. I am com I'm very composed. Yeah, right now, especially. <laughs> she gives you a, a grumpy expression. Yes. But... I've just never asked Pavi because I didn't want to influence stuff either way. It's... There have been moments and there have been times over the years, but I... I didn't want to lose her friendship if things went poorly, so... I'm not so good at this stuff myself, but isn't a relationship supposed to be friendship enhanced? I don't think you'd lose her. I don't. I didn't want to disappoint her. 
what about you is uh, is disappointing, Roja? You are, <laughs> she gestures at her, like, you are the smartest person I know. You're very fashionable. You got nice hair. It's not. You got a good heart. She I'm, continues. Uh, okay, take it down a notch. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> take, you can take another one. Thank you. I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that she had lost so much and been through so many emotional situations that I didn't want to be another one of them if things didn't work out. And I suppose I was afraid that they might not because of everything going on, but but I know that's silly. And when I was in the cave, all I could think of is that I never, I never tried to make it happen more than I did. Because I was afraid for myself and for her. I know she feels something too. I know she feels... I know that. It's not a worry that she doesn't. I guess it's just afraid of losing what we already have. But thank you for speaking with me. Yeah. It's become more clear that that's not the type of relationship that you two have. <laughs> what? She holds her hands up a little helplessly. What am I supposed to think? You're her best friend forever. You disappeared and it sent her into a downward spiral that changed her life and she couldn't let go of the fact that you were gone and she threw herself into a series of painful situations that did not end well. Still missing you after years. I mean, Poppy's my sister. Yes, I know that now, but I didn't know for sure before. The way her eyes would light up when she talked about you. She loves you so much, Athena. In a different way, but I didn't know that. Not until you came back. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad she has a sister back. I've just been trying to make up for lost time, and healing doesn't happen overnight, at least not for people who aren't Karnik. Or psychologists. It doesn't, but I know things aren't perfect. But she's glad to have you back. I think that's allowed her to move on in some ways and created some new complications, but I know Pavi, and I know that she would rather have you in her life and it be complicated than not. I appreciate that. I just don't want to let her down again. I understand that feeling as well. So why don't we both try? She, like, slaps her back a little too heartily for the <laughs> more she tender conversation. Oof. She gives you sort of a happily suffering look <laughs> nice i've um, upgraded to happily mm -hmm. suffering instead of long suffering <laughs> but then she uh, she puts a hand on your shoulder and pulls you into a hug she says come here you idiot <laughs> okay she hugs her back mm -hmm. she gives you a good hug after they finish up being extremely sentimental about stuff athena takes off her stupid extra headband shakes out her hair a little bit it's shorter today i think she keeps it shorter for practice because she can grow it back out you know I am very envious of your control over your hair and your volume. Your volume is excellent. Your volume's excellent. How's your braid so thick? When I braid it, it gets so tiny. Is it just compression? Is it because my hair's curlier? There's more space between it? I would expect so. Hmm. I don't know if I could get your hair to grow. You want me to slap you, see if it works? Um, I'm good with my current length, but we'll test that a different time. Cool, cool. Let me know. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it would. I would like that would be wild for hairdressers. If that's if right? that's something that like you're interested in her being able to do, then sure, it would probably just be the type of thing where I'd be like, okay, spend a PowerPoint and roll your skill die, and that you know, so it's, weird, it's right? like a cantrip, right? Yeah. Like, as you guys are talking, another figure approaches you from off to the right, just walking around the lowest rim of the stands. He's tall and athletic, umber skin and bright red hair a shortcut afro, and matching red eyes. He's dressed in sweatpants, a dark tank top, and he's holding a ball, a sports ball. Sports ball. Sports ball. <laughs> hefting it up and down in his hand as he approaches. Is it like one of those weighted exercise balls? Yeah, definitely. Mm. That's a good That's a good detail. He makes sure he approaches so you guys can see him, raises his left hand in greeting, and he says, Hey, is that the conduit? Hi, Pickle. Howdy. For music this week, we had Crockett and Wave Shaper. 
probably. Probably. You can find Crockett at crockett.bandcamp.com and at crockett80s on Twitter. Waveshaper you can find at waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter and at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com. You can find us online at www.rpgforyouandme.com. If you have been skipping the Absolute Zero episodes, it's all good, but we got some announcements for you people who are just catching up. We have a store now. Store. Wow, we got buttons. Buttons. And we got shirts. Shirts. And uh, I think they all look pretty sharp. So that was one of my downtime hiatus projects that I got off the ground finally. Check us out. Very cool. At rpgforyouandme.com. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rpgforyouandme. Lowest tier is $2 a month. That gets you access to the patron-exclusive Discord server, <laughs> of which there are many cool people in attendance. Bunches of cool cats. And pictures of cool cats, because we have a pets channel, and it's, I love it. It's, it's wonderful. And we'd like to thank some people in particular. I would like to thank Michael, Chase, and Valentine. Thank you guys so much. I'm smushing my face here. It's bad oh, audio. I'm smushing but it too. Boy, wow, it's bad audio. I really appreciate the support, though, you guys. Can you hear that plane? plane. You hear that plane? We're gonna maybe leave this in. Maybe not. So loud. You guys are like the plane that helps to lift us up and fly us through the air of happiness. (laughs) Is that too much? I hope not. We love you guys. Leaving it in. (laughs) Uh, Additionally, who else would we like to thank? Do you mean Caleb Sunstead, Jackie Davzak, and Ben Hatton? Yes, that's exactly who I meant. How did you know? Shit. Uh, Because we've been doing it for a couple weeks now. That's true. Thank you guys for Thanks, being here guys. and for being uh, yet another plane that is like the parachute underneath the first plane where if we were to fall off, you would catch us. The and parachute then, would catch us? They, no, they're, they're a plane that is a parachute. Oh. Like they would stop us from plummeting to our death. Right. If they were flying underneath the first plane at inappropriate. You, we is love it you a trampoline with jets on it? <laughs> no, it would just be a plane that we could fall onto to stop our descent. Thank you for being the parachute on our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Savage Worlds uh, is created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. If you're in the Americas, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the Canada, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving last month. Our wishes for Thanksgiving happiness are not contained to a month. We like good food year-round, so good eating. I hope everybody stays uh, safe and has a wonderful time with their friends and family and uh, other associated loved ones and we love you guys love you bye bye